Shut the fuck up, Karen! They say home is where the heart is, so I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to episode 8 of Doubly Negative. As always, I'm Chris, here with my friend Kyle. Hey, Chris. So, you gave me the date that you're leaving. Yep, four days. That's so soon. Real soon. Yeah, I did not expect it to be this fucking soon. You gotta be excited, though? Yeah, it's a, as always, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, as they say. It's a double-sided dildo, like <laughs> like the dog toys you have everywhere that you call dog toys, but they're probably just dildos. They are dog toys, but they do suspiciously look like dildos. Yeah, one, of them, one, of them, one of them is double-sided. Call me suspicious, Chris. <laughs> Go ahead. Go give him a sniff. All you'll smell is dog drool. Not gonna do that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, man, yeah, man, like, uh, I've been here longer than I thought I was going to be. I thought I was going to leave in January, right? So. Yeah, so when did, when did you get here? I forgot. Uh, November 1st. Wow. Yeah. You have been here for a while. Yeah, so part of me has always been wanting to go back, but then, you know, part of you gets comfortable and, you know, you're happy to see the people you left and all that. So, so there, there is a lot of bittersweetness, bittersweet sadness, but overall, yeah, I do feel like my life is kind of over there, so. Oh, yeah, it is. For, it. it is for sure. I feel like even if you were like, no, I'm going to stay here for a little bit, you'd make it like a couple extra months, maybe. And you'd have been like, I got to fucking go back. Yeah, it's tough. Honestly, I do get comfortable wherever I am. There's the same thing happens every time, whether I'm coming or going right. Change is what you kind of don't want as a human being. Maybe Maybe some people always welcome it. But personally, I don't. So like when I was leaving Bali, right, I didn't want to come back to the USA. It seemed like change. I wasn't ready for it. But now that I'm back here, now I'm comfortable here. And even if I do want to go back there, it's a change again. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of scary again. It's I mean, I'm not afraid. I know I'll be fine, but it's just uncomfortable again. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of relate what you're saying there to like change being scary. Like I've had jobs that I've not liked. I've disliked and wasn't paid well at and knew I had opportunities elsewhere to go get it. But making that change was scary. That's exactly what I'm talking so about. So that's, I know exactly what you're saying. You get used to that. something. Yeah, it's like, I'm comfortable here. And I think that's why, uh, that's why everybody gets into, into those sort of ruts where you might even look at someone and say, how do they let themselves get in there? Maybe they're in an unhappy marriage or in an unhappy job or something like that, but they just won't leave. I think a lot of it comes down to that thing we're talking about. Just where, being afraid to change. Yeah, yeah, because in a lot of ways, the unknown is what you want to avoid. So even if your current situation might feel awful, the unknown is sometimes even less desirable. Yeah, because you don't want to run into that situation where you're like, well, I guess the grass isn't always greener. Right. Like That's a huge fear for people. And the longer you're in it, the harder it is. So that's also why I started talking about this because if I was here for a month, like my plan was, I would have been ready to go and like, okay, let's go. Now that I've been here for about five months, it's it's a little bit harder to get up and go. E- even though I, I always knew I was going to, and I'm still going to. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm five months here. I'm really comfortable here now. Yeah, you like, you settled in. Like you got used to it. You're like, okay, this is my life now. And then- Right, got my bed that I'm comfortable in, got my things that I do. I like to go to Mohegan and lose money sometimes. I like to do this podcast with you and i feel like now when you go back to bali even though like you're in your home yeah. you're gonna be like uncomfortable you're probably gonna have terrible sleep for the first week sir just because it's changing things up exactly so we can move off of depressing talk about you leaving you said you wanted to talk a little bit about social media i feel like we've touched on it a little bit and the problems it brings but i honestly don't think we've really taken a deep dive on it well i had um i had one of those thoughts i don't know if you get these but what if i'm trying to sleep i'll just have this thought like oh i gotta write that down like it seems really profound in the moment something right yeah and i had one of those in texas and i messaged you i said i don't want to forget about this and the idea i had was i don't think anyone who promotes themselves as happy on social media actually is you're saying 100 failure rate if you're promoting yourself as super happy on instagram secretly you're miserable like 100 or are you saying for the most part for the purposes of this conversation i'm going to take a hard line and say 100 percent Really? Just theoretically so we can kind of talk about it. Okay, okay. And there's kind of a distinction I want to make. And it's like this. If you post something, maybe it's a picture of you and your friends. Mm -hmm. And the general vibe is that you're happy. That's not really what I'm talking about. That maybe you just want to share that and you look happy and there you are happy, right? Yeah, yeah. What I'm talking about is when someone goes out of their way to say, I'm so happy. Like maybe they even write it in the caption. Some people do this, right? Oh, yeah. And there's just a different feel to it. It's like a salesy thing to it. And this is the the idea I was coming up with is that a lot of people promote themselves in that way. And that's the word promotion. It's it's like they're selling you something. Yeah. Right. And this is something that we were talking a little bit about, like social media. If you're using it for a certain purpose, like, for example, if you're single and you're dating, you're promoting a certain thing. 
me specifically, I promote that I have a cool dog. Sure. And that's it. And it might be true, but the intention of what you're doing is always kind of shining through. So people always kind of know what you're doing. You I'm, know what I mean? I'm sure 100% people are like, oh, Chris is single now? Look how often this dude posts on his stories. Yeah. I, like, yeah, I'm well aware of it. I have no shame. And that actually, that's funny you use that word. I was actually going to say that. I think if you do it shamelessly, that's cool. Yeah, because you're not trying to sell yourself on the idea that you're happy. The most disgusting thing is when someone does it in a way where they want to make it look like an accident. Have you ever seen this when someone posts a picture and they say, accidentally took this picture, but it turned out cool? Have you ever seen that? Yeah, it's, you know, that was not an accident. There's a, there's a whole subreddit dedicated to that. It's like, a, oops, didn't mean to. I got to follow that immediately. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of them. It's like, oh, dropped my phone and it accidentally took this picture, but I look cool or, or whatever. It might delete later or whatever. Yeah. Everybody sees that and you have the same reaction. It's just like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, you know it's bullshit. Who are you fooling? Yes. So if you do it shamelessly and you kind of know what you're doing, then I think that comes through too. You're like, yeah, fuck it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's when you do it in that way where it's like sneaky and deceptive. That's the way that I'm kind of talking about. And also the overt posting of like, I'm so happy. I just think there's a lot of bullshit there and you can feel it. Oh, you can feel it so hard. No, I completely agree with you. Sorry, I got a little lost in the sauce for a second there. No, sure. <laughs> I was just staring. Oh, you were looking at your sauce. We got some Jack Daniels. Yeah. That's the sauce. You know, it's recording day. It's the last time, maybe the last time we'll do one in person. I know we're going to do it over Zoom, but we won't be able to cheers over Zoom. There was another concept that I was kind of tying in when I was thinking about this. And this is the same thing, but it's not necessarily about social media either. But have you ever noticed that when someone says something about themselves, it kind of turns you off? It doesn't matter whether you are in great shape or you're rich or you're smart, right? Mm -hmm. It's one thing to just be that and people know it about you. But if you say, I'm smart, immediately the other person thinks, no, you're not. Like, fuck you. Yeah, a smart person wouldn't post that. They exactly. wouldn't feel the need to post that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So if you're actually happy, you wouldn't have the need to post, I'm so happy. Yeah. No, I, I and you see that bullshit all the time on social media mm -hmm. it's super annoying and i feel like it goes with those um w w you ranted about a little bit on one episode where you talk about like those short little stupid messages that people post word porn word porn yeah, yeah i feel like those two kind of go hand in hand because it's always oh i'm happy i found my beach or something super lame and dumb mm -hmm. and it's th they constantly post those on a daily basis and it's like i know you're just starving for attention mm -hmm. you want someone to reach out to you and a lot of those have some sort of quality, too, where you think, are they trying to convince themselves? That's what I think it is. When you say sales, I think you're like, they're also trying to sell, mm. sell it to themselves. Like, see, look, at, I mean, this was such a good period in my life. When I look back on it, look mm -hmm. at all the stuff I was posting. I must have had a healthy relationship. I must have been exercising. I must have been just in a happy mind state. But that's not the case. Like you said, no, I completely agree with that. I feel like they're just trying to sell it to themselves and everyone on the Internet. And as you said, uh, you, you've done it. And I've certainly done it. Too. Oh, yeah. So, so we're speaking from at this from a place of experience and also kind of reflection. To be fair, I've never put, oh, I'm so happy. But like, I just post pictures of my dog because I'm like, oh, someone, maybe they'll react to that story. And yes. I start a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just searching. Like, it's a conversation starter. But for the wrong reasons sometimes, mm. I guess. And that's kind of the point I was making is like, what kind of reason are you doing it for? Yeah, because you need the validation. You need, okay, I have someone to talk to. We were talking about this a little bit before, like just going through like lonely periods, like you just start texting people, even if you don't even want to have a conversation with them. It's just so you can get like that response back, you know, Yeah. you know, and it's yeah. the same thing. Like if you don't have anyone to talk to, you go to social media, I'll post something. Maybe someone will comment and I can start a conversation somehow, some way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like the the likes are not equal to like a message or something you can start a conversation to. Like you get the likes and it's like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit better. You get a comment, you're like, oh, I comment back. You get a message, it's like, I just hit the jackpot. Right. Does that make sense? It does. Okay, that's what I feel. That's the hierarchy of hierarchy of score of the score points. I think you're right about that. How many likes is equal to a message? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't done the math. I gotta, it depends on each person. I got to crunch the numbers. Yeah. yeah. No, and that's another thing I think that ties into it is are you posting it with the intention of getting something? And I think people can feel that too because I think everybody can think of their own um, friends on social media. And you can think of people that use social media in kind of a, a righteous way where they don't, you can tell when they post something, they don't want anything. 
Yeah. Right. Maybe they're just like trying to save this picture or maybe just thought, thought it was cool, but they don't really want anything from you. And then the other end is you can tell when somebody's posting something specifically because they want something and you get a feeling from that. It's like a, a visceral like you. They're looking for a reaction. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're looking for. It's kind of like a child, you know, when they throw their food or something or they just start crying and so they get a reaction from mom and dad. It's the same thing with these people on Instagram. Yep. I keep just saying Instagram like that's the only social media. It's just the only one I use. Yeah, it's the biggest one too, right? I think so. I mean, Facebook sucks now. I feel like Facebook, like I go on there just because I'm in a group of like Coventry people and I just like hearing the older people complain about shit. What's that group? It's like town of Coventry, biggest town in the smallest state. Really? And it's just people like old people complaining about taxes or. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's so funny. We'll have to go through it. Yeah, I'll take a look. Yeah, it's um, it makes me smile. Just seeing old people use Facebook is funny. Yeah. And we're going to be those people. We're going to be those people. Yep. I feel like I kind of am that. I realized, not realized, I mean, my Instagram handle is just my name. That seems like a pretty old person thing to do is just have your first and last name as your Instagram handle. I think it's kind of cool. You think so? I changed it. I changed it. It's not my name anymore. What is it now? Tito Bulls. No, it's not. Yeah. You just changed it now? Uh, not just now, but right before you came. Okay, I was going to say, I didn't yeah. saw you before. Yeah. No, no, I did it right before you came. Just because I wanted to get my name out of there. Hmm. And here's why, actually. So, I told you... I got ghosted by that girl on Tinder Friday night. Yep. Wasn't mad. I wanted to go to jujitsu anyway. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is happening a lot with me too. Like, Ollie, please stop hitting the mic. I'll like make plans to go on these dates. And then when the day comes, I just don't want to go. Mm. And I don't know why. I just don't feel like trying to be cool for an hour and a half or however long. But the reason why I realized I need to start locking my shit down is because this girl ghosted me on Tinder, right? And I come to find out. She messages me like three days later and she says, are you married? And I was like, no, I'm not. She goes, well, I still think you are. So I just stopped talking to you. I didn't expect much more off of Tinder anyway. She said that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not a scumbag. Like, what makes you think I'm still married? And like, that's where the conversation ended. So I think, because we don't really have any mutual friends like at all. Yeah. She saw my name on Instagram. She went to my Facebook and saw all shit I was tagged in in the past and was like, this guy's a sketchy motherfucker. Probably. So I got to lock my shit down. That's why I changed my Instagram handle. All right. But I don't know if that's not going to help at all because my name pops up right underneath the fucking handle when you search it, right? Maybe you should just post across all platforms. I'm not married. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to have to. PSA, it's over. Then that's one of those posts that's like, look how happy I am. Uh, Yeah. Well, no, if you do it shamelessly. Yeah. I'm not married. I am open for business. (laughs) Yeah, but that's that's more attention-seeking behavior. But if it works... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what? I thought of this. We're talking about the whole thing of like posting something, looking for a reaction. And then you mentioned Facebook. And I think Facebook is one of those platforms that's known for this. Like people pro- uh, posting provocative, like political. Oh, yeah. Here's here's what I think. Right, right. And uh, I saw, actually, this is, this is embarrassing. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Yes. <laughs> I saw a post like that today on a, uh, a different type of social media. Pornhub. Porn oh, my God. What did you know? I guess you went in the comments section. How did you know? Because. <laughs> oh, no. Because sometimes like, I don't regularly read the comments on Pornhub. I usually do. <laughs> you were looking up reviews to a strip club that we were potentially going to go to tonight before we went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Pornhub comments, like sometimes I'll see like, um, like on Reddit, like I follow like a bunch of different subreddits and like one of them's funny and they'll post like Pornhub comments because yeah. sometimes they're fucking so funny. They're some of the funniest things you'll ever read. Yeah, I yeah. think before I start watching a video going forward, I'm going to take a look at the comments. Or maybe, should I do it after? I usually watch a few seconds, then I'll take a look at the comments and then I'll go back to it. Yeah. yeah. You hit a lull in the, in the video, so you're like, you know what, let me see what people are saying. Yeah. So the one today... It was, um... You'll find gold. I'm so excited to hear this. It was, uh... Are you familiar with a a lovely young lady named Venus Guy? As a matter of fact, Kyle, I am. Are you really? Vaguely familiar. Okay, so she's a... She's she's a lovely woman of uh, Asian-American descent. I assume. Yeah, she's American. And it was one of those uh, POV massage videos. Okay. And, um... So I'm watching the video. Great video. Fantastic. And someone posted in the comments... Uh, can we talk about how everybody normalizes Asian masseuse videos? And I just got so pissed off. I wrote, go away. <laughs> <laughs> you commented back? And then I deleted it a few seconds later because I was like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to have this. But he got his goal because he wanted to provoke me. Because I was just, yeah. I'm saying you're thinking, who is jerking off to a, to an Asian massage video yeah. and then talks about it being like a racial thing? Yeah. You're, you're part of 
what you're critiquing. You're part of the problem. Uh, there, okay, I'm sorry. There's no racism in porn. It's just a different thing. He clicked the video to watch it. It's just a different thing. It's not... I think anything goes in porn, in my opinion. Anything... Well, I mean, they push the envelope. Yeah, but you're not... I don't know. It's just not a problem. Fuck you. Where the why 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 do we need to mix the woke comments with with porn? Okay, I'm here for enjoyment. I don't want to argue. I'm trying to get in. I'm trying to get out. This is another thing I think about racism in porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's a topic I think about a lot. Wait, can the title of this podcast episode be racism in porn? I think it should be. Yeah, producer Jake's gonna give that one a hard veto. Continue though. I don't know if it's a good idea. <laughs> Okay, so we're we're in this whole PC culture, right? You gotta be careful what you say. You gotta you gotta walk on eggshells, right? All this blah blah. I think porn is the last honest medium, right? Where if you're looking for something, maybe you want to see a black girl, maybe you want to see a black guy. You type that. You type black guy fucks blonde girl, right? Yeah. There's no tiptoeing around. You don't have to write African American. Yeah. And there's an honesty to that. There's a it's it's not a racial thing. It's just an honest way to describe what you're looking for. Yeah. And because porn is this kind of like, it's still kind of the Wild West or whatever, there's just an honesty to it that I find refreshing compared to normal life. Does this make sense? No, it definitely does make sense. Um, it made me think though, have you ever been like typing something in the search bar and you went, that sounds stupid when you say it out loud? <laughs> it's just like, example. big tits girl like it's oh, just yeah. like you, yeah. you, you read it like like come on <laughs> it's just like the lowest part of your consciousness yeah it's like, i want to see big tits. yeah how <laughs> i need to strip this down to as simple terms as possible yeah oh god that's so funny that you <laughs> you were <laughs> I, I swear to god i commented go away <laughs> you were ready for a Pornhub comment war i was ready yeah that usually happens on reddit facebook you were ready to go at it in Pornhub. Because I just thought, like, as soon as I post, I'm like, oh, what, what am I going to get now? Now he's going to come back. I, I don't want that. No, but dude, if you think about it, you could have given so many people, like, such a nice treat when they go to that video and they're like, I'll check the comments. Yeah. I never really look at comments, but I'll look at this one. And there's, like, a racial war going on in the comments. Yeah. You would have left someone such a treat. Maybe. Maybe. It's just such bullshit, too. Like, so I know, here's the reason why he did it. You know why, right? What's going on right now? With the, yeah, the, 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 with the Stop Asian Hate and that movement and stuff. Yeah. Right? It's not because he actually feels a certain way. And, um, for the record, of course, you shouldn't hate Asian. Of course. Do we even have to talk about that? Yeah. That's the whole... It's so fucking annoying that we have to have these mo movements where people say these things. It's just obvious. But he's not saying that because that's what he believes. He's saying it because he thinks other people are going to like think he's a good person for writing that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's not who he is to like down to his core. He's just saying that for internet validation. He was just jerking off to a video with an yeah. Asian girl jerks off. <laughs> yeah. I just don't think the like Pornhub is where you hop on your high horse. Yeah. That's where you go and you stay anonymous. All right. So here's my next question. Do you have premium? No. Oh, because you got an account. Well, I just like to save my favorite videos, and you can't do that if you don't have an account. See, I've never gone as far as making an account. It's fairly simple. No, yeah, I know. It's just been one of those things where it's like, listen, I don't want to spend you know too much time here. I don't like having an account because I don't like uh, the data associated. I don't like having the idea that somebody could perhaps yeah, find that. Because now, I mean, even though without an account, it's probably still not like a safe thing, but like they know like what you're watching in your most intimate moments. Oh, yeah. Well, intimate by yourself, whatever. It's, an, it's intimate, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Candles are lit. Well, that's actually an interesting poor question. Um, so I, I like to go back to the greatest hits, but I know some people just want something new every time. What, what kind of guy are you? Play the fucking hits, baby. You like the hits? Play the hits. Yeah. There's a couple that I'll have in the back of my head that I'll go to. Yeah. Yeah. And time, cause like a lot of time, you know, you get, you scroll and you get bored and it's like, you know, how far am I going to go? Maybe I'll just go back to the well and, um, get this done the old fashioned way. <laughs> <laughs> There's some that I've been, uh, viewing for a decade or more. Yeah. Yeah. There are some that I'll go back and I'm like, when I was this ill, this old, there was this one video. I'm going to find it. I'll go mm. pages and pages. Yeah. Isn't that a great feeling when you find it too? But when you don't find it. Yeah, there's a couple of those. It's always one more page. Mm -hmm. And then I'm calling the search off. And then you get to the bottom of that page. Mm -hmm. One more page. There's a couple that I jerked off to for the first time off like LimeWire or Kazaa. And you've, Do you know what I'm talking about? You have those saved from Pornhub? Um, not necessarily saved, but I know like... You know where they are. Like, yeah. I deep throat. <laughs> oh, like, that was one of the first. No, no. You know what I'm talking about? I'm, I don't know if I've seen that one. Uh, she's the queen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, by the way... She's the queen! I guarantee you, by the way, if 50 guys listen to this, 
30 or more know who I'm talking about. Because yeah. she is like a very famous. And anyway, yeah, I, I saw that video for the first time on like LimeWire or Kazaa. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that still pops up on, on every platform. Wow. What a risk that was, you know, especially like when LimeWire and Kazaa was a thing. We were like kids, we're just downloading porn onto our computer, not thinking of consequences at all. Yeah. Like, oh, all of your information is stolen. You just downloaded a virus. You yeah, know? it happens too. You're smirking. Did it happen to you? <laughs> Uh, sometimes the computer just starts being a little bit slower and you're not exactly sure why, but you're pretty sure why. Yeah, but... And then you say, oh, it must be poker stars. I don't know why the computer's so slow. Yeah, there's no way it's poor. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't be. Yeah. yeah. Um, I won't watch on this thing. No? No, I got two monitors. I, I got a very powerful computer. Will not watch on this really? thing. Really? Yep. Why not? You don't have any virus or whatever? I mean, I could get it. I, I scan my computer once, like, every couple months. Well, you got a dedicated porn machine, right? What, are you using your phone or what? I don't know, use my phone. It's too much. <laughs> you said that, you're Kyle. You're, like, for, you're like, yeah. <laughs> like, the way you said that was like you're trying to seduce me or something. Use your phone? Yeah. What, do you have a laptop? I feel like it's too much effort. You get a whole laptop set up. I don't know. We're talking far too much about porn and... Are we? Maybe not. Yes, you are. <laughs> Well, we might have exhausted it, but yeah, there's... there's well, I don't want to give away to too it. too much information. I've already ruined my dating life with the last episode. No, no. And now... The people want to get to know you. They want to know the real Chris. Yeah, so one of my, like, biggest anxieties was biggest anxiety... I can't fucking speak to. This happens every time we record. I have to stop and say the word five times. Um, One of my biggest fears is when a girl on these dating apps is like, Hey, what's your, like, Instagram handle? You on Instagram? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I am. And I give them the handle and it's like, you have eight hours of content on the internet to just listen and judge me by before we even hang out. You don't have to do that. No, I don't think I'm going to give out the Instagram handle anymore. I'm going to say I don't use that very much. Yeah. Or it actually might be a pretty strong move to just say, no, we don't know each other yet. You know, that might show some boundaries. That's kind of cool. But yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, you can't have my Instagram handle. Can I have your number? I mean, I can't say no to the Instagram handle if I'm texting this girl. I feel like that's bigger than having like following each other on Instagram. Why? I mean, I guess that's true. On Instagram, you're posting daily. Like in my case, sometimes it's daily. Um, with texting, there's no pictures or anything. It's not. Yeah, maybe you're right. It's just not on a dating app. So I guess, yeah, I'm wrong. I don't know. It depends. Um, it can go both ways in my experience. Like, uh, so so for me, I, I don't I don't even have a phone number. <laughs> yeah. I, I use, uh, when I'm dating, I use Instagram or WhatsApp. And WhatsApp is pretty cool. See, the thing about Instagram is it can definitely provide some value in dating because you get to show certain parts of your life and that might be a plus. But there's a big negative side to it too where they're, like a lot of girls are probably just trying to get you as a follower. I can, Especially nowadays, I can see that 100%. So many just die after the Instagram phase because like you follow each other and then if you don't immediately start talking, you just become. Yeah. And it's just like I talked to this girl for like two seconds. Why am I even still? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I would go against it. That's just my feeling right now. Yeah. I think I'm definitely going to stay away from giving it up. Especially if you're talking about jerking off on podcasts and you're putting the podcast on your Instagram. It might be. Yeah. yeah stray away from it for now. I mean, who on? I mean, how many of them do you think are actually going to go listen to my podcast? The podcast, though. If they do, they probably dig you. Yeah, and then that could ruin the whole them digging me. Right. Well, hopefully they start at the beginning of the catalog where we were depressed kids, you know, and now look oh, at us. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's not good either. Self-diagnosing depression. This guy's got fucking baggage. Yeah. And then we just get to dick talk and porn talk and dating talk. Better if people just don't know you that well. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I feel like you can't have a podcast like this where you talk so openly about stuff unless you're famous and have a lot of money from being famous. Because then yeah. people don't give a fuck. They're like, oh, you're just doing it for the show. But we're just two fucking guys. Just a couple guys. Just a couple guys. So I don't know. I mean, I've gotten some feedback where it's like, oh, I think it's good that like a guy can talk openly about his emotions. Honestly, those are the type of girls I'd want to attract anyway. I don't want a girl that's going to be like, oh, that guy's a pussy. It's like, well, this is me. Like, you know, you know what I'm about. I, I record myself and release it for the internet like that that's just and you gotta be swinging back and forth on this issue yeah so why am i gonna put on this fucking facade maybe it's a great thing yeah <laughs> this is me world yeah if you don't have me at my worst you can't have me at my bet exactly i was thinking about writing that in my instagram bio that is just a great thing to say you're lying yes i am yeah no, that don't do that. Do not do that. I saw a funny one of those the other day. I forgot what it was. I don't know why I'm even bringing it up because there's no way I'm going to remember it. But moving on. Was it the same thing? Uh, I saw this a couple times. If you can't handle me at my worst, then I respect your boundaries or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good it's a parody one. of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was, um, I saw something the other day. It was actually like on a Reddit thread. There were like a lot of the t- people that say, if you can't accept me at my worst, you can't accept me at my best, aren't good enough at their best for you to justify accepting them at their worst. Probably. <laughs> yeah. No. I was like, wow, 
That's super rude, but I'm with it. Is you at your best Much better. copying somebody else's cliche and writing it on social media? <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> you can't handle me. Yeah, you, is that you at your best? Because then, I, yeah, you're not interesting at you, all. You at your best? You come up with the most cliche thing you can say and you yeah. just put it out there and think you're cool? I can't even imagine what your worst <laughs> yeah, is. <laughs> I'm not interested whatsoever. Ugh. That's funny. Where else are we going to go from here? Hmm... How's your dick? It's fine. Um, I've been pretty inconsistent with my multivitamins and dick pills in general. I go through phases where I, like, I'm very consistent, but I'm a moron, and for some reason I prefer to take them at night because I wake up too late to really remember to do anything in the morning. I just have to get up and get out the door immediately. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not a good system. Don't adopt it. Mm. Um, I never have to do anything, so I don't really have that problem. Yeah, I'm like a alarm. I'm like, I'm getting up at 6.50 tomorrow. It'll give me plenty of time to get to work. 6.50 comes, next thing you know, snooze until like 7.15, and it's like, Ollie, you got to get the fuck up because you got to go outside now. That's terrible. I um, don't enjoy it. Not a great way to start your day. It's just filled with stress. Every time, huh? Yeah, and then you speed to work, like, don't be late, don't be late, don't be late. It's not the greatest way to start your day. Yeah, so now you're just used to the whole snooze thing, and now you're just going to do it every time. Yeah, I mean, I got to not do it. I need to start, like, I need to set an alarm, like, super early and just, like, go for a run in the morning or something. So if I get in a kick where I'm doing that consistently, and I that that would get me where I need to be. How many times have you told yourself, okay, tomorrow's the day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to run? You have no fucking idea how yeah, many yeah. times I've told myself Every that. Night? <laughs> no, no, I, I stopped trying to fool myself. I was like, yeah, uh, you know what, maybe not. What, what, what are you doing here? It's just, eh, it's a lot. And then, you know, I got to take Ollie to camp. I got to get ready for work. I got to shower. And then, you know, it's a whole thing. These things are tough. Yeah. Like it's, I probably should though. I'm not going to tomorrow. We're drinking Jack Daniels, but maybe the next day. Well, you're doing fine already, right? Yeah, I'm doing all right. But just to like get like, I feel like starting your day with stress is not the best way you want to start your day. You want to wake up, take a deep breath, be able to go out. Maybe even meditate. If I don't run, maybe I wake up and I meditate for a half hour. That's what Kevin does. He, My roommate, he'll wake up and he'll meditate for a little bit. He wakes up with plenty of time to get stuff done. So he's not rushing around in stress. I wake up and it's fucking red line immediately. Mm. That's not good. I need to wake up, really be able to wake up. I feel like I don't wake up till I'm going over the fucking bridge to work. So like I need to get my shit together and have like a relaxing morning. Even when I work from home, right? I have to be logged on at 8 o'clock. I'll set my alarm for 7.55. That's not good. Is there some sort of trick you could do to, like, uh, you know, maybe use your phone for an alarm? Or what do you do? I use my phone for an alarm. What I could Put do... It across the room or something like that. But what about my other toxic trait where I stare at my phone until I fall asleep? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so put it across the room. One trait at a time, okay? Yeah. This isn't a band-aid you just rip off. I don't think you're ready to change. Change is scary. Mm -hmm. But I will one day. I don't know. I don't. Don't. I wouldn't put money on it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we talked about this, but it kind of ties into a lot of things we talk about, including free will. It's like you might. So take that, for example, like you want to get up early and run, right? Yeah. You do believe that that would help you. Oh, yeah. 100%. But until the pain of doing it your current way outweighs the pain of doing it that way, I don't think you actually can because you're going to wake up. and You're going to feel that same way. Like, no, not to, not today, not today. But you might get to a point where like, so right now you probably wake up your current way and you, you kind of punish yourself mentally. You're like, all right, fuck it. I did it again. Yeah. Like right? get the fuck up. Right. That might keep happening a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more till you finally reach the point you say, no, tomorrow I'm, I'm fucking doing it. Yeah. Right. But maybe you haven't reached that point yet. So you, you just can't. It's not, it's just not time yet. Just haven't reached the breaking point. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this conversation was the wake up call. I don't think tomorrow's the morning though. I'm going to jujitsu at night, all right? Yeah, sure. So maybe maybe tomorrow I start waking up a little early and I meditate. Sure. Stay tuned. I'll let you know if I do it. Uh, I do that too. But again, uh, it's, it's a lot easier for me. I don't I don't wake up and go to work. The first thing I do is just kind of sit up and then meditate. You know, if you if you lay down, then, well, it's not going to work. No, because one time I tried meditating laying down. Just fall asleep. I fell right asleep. Yeah. Went right to bed. But here's the kicker. I was on my floor in my bedroom. I wasn't in my bed. I was like, I won't fall asleep. I'll feel like nice, sturdy against my back, and I'll just be able to really hone in and right, right out. That's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. I don't think I can fall asleep like that. I That's one of my gifts. I can fall asleep mm. wherever. That is a gift. Yeah. So when I'm older, like, you know how like the joke is when you go to, like, family get-togethers, the dads or uncles, the old guys are always sleeping on the couch, can snooze anywhere. That, that's me. It's going to be me. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. But here's the thing. I'm very good at staying awake. I don't take naps, but I'm prepared for that phase. I'm slowly edging there. Mm. 
Oh no, <laughs> that should have been a word we used. <laughs> That's a good Next episode. <laughs> um, no, but I think if you keep me accountable, I will do it. I need to be held accountable because I I feel like sometimes I struggle holding myself accountable, and I'll talk myself out like you don't need to do that. Like you're doing all right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like oh, you know what? Like you've been dieting. Like why don't you go grab a f- go to Wendy's, you know, I've been doing a good job with the diet. Like I haven't really strayed off at all. Only on the weekends a little bit. Like if I go out, I'm not going to completely handcuff myself. But like during the weeks, it's just very straightforward. I feel like in every facet of life, if you have someone that keeps you accountable, you're more likely to fulfill that task. With jujitsu, my friend Matt keeps me very accountable. He'll text me, you going tonight? You going tomorrow? Next week, you want to go visit this gym? And he keeps me accountable. So even in the periods where I'm not going, he'll give me shit. He'll be like, what are you doing, man? You haven't been in a super long time. You're going once a week. How do you expect to get any better? Yep. And that genuinely makes me feel like, you know, he's fucking right. That's very helpful. Yeah. So if you, you'll be my guy for this. Well, what do I get in return? Lifelong friendship. Mm. Wow. <laughs> you know what I've done? This is a trick. I don't remember where I learned it, but I used to have this type of thing where like, I always wanted to be writing. Right? I wanted to write a book. I wanted to write a story. But I couldn't make myself do it. And I've, I've gone through a, different, a couple of different phases where I would pay my friend Dave or Steve. I've done it with both of them. Justin, too. I would say, okay, I'm going to write 10 pages this week. And if I don't, I owe you 50 bucks. Wow. Yeah. And then I would have to send them the pages by the end of the week. And, and you were honest? Well, you had to be. You had to send the pages. Yeah. And it kind of forced me to because I was like, I'm not going to pay Steve 50 bucks. Fuck that. But did but your work suffer? Feeling like you had to rush? Sometimes. Yeah. But still, it's better than not doing it. Yeah, it'll give you a, a jumping off point, something you can fix later down the line. It's not yeah. like you, this is the final copy. It was just a, it was just a little trick. Yeah, and it, it worked for me. How long did it work? How often did you have to pay them? I never did. Really? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And one day you were just like, hey, the agreement's off? Yeah, I forget why exactly. But I was going to say because... to a natural end at some point. You owe them back pay. Should not have brought this up. Yeah, it's yeah. probably in the thousands or tens of thousands at this point. Do they listen? Do you know? Have you talked to them about it? Steve has. Hey, Steve. Huh. Glad to hear you're doing well. He had a baby. It popped out? Came out? Mm-hmm. On April Fool's Day. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, congratulations. Yep. Boy, girl? Girl. Girl? Emma Rose. That's a great name. Good for you, Steve. Yeah. He's got two of them now. Watch him not even listen to this. Ah, he might. He's fucking better. He's, he's got a whole segment. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a whole fucking yeah, segment. dedicated to you, Steve, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, where were we going with this though? Oh, accountability. That helped you a lot, you said. So do you feel like you need, or it would be helpful to have someone like that all the time to keep you accountable? Do you ever like seek out people like I just asked you to keep me accountable? Or does, this, does it just come naturally? Well, I'm, I'm an asshole for even asking that. You you sought out Steve and Dave and you already answered that question. During different phases. Yeah. Right? So, um, and this also comes back to how bad do you want it, right? Yeah. Because there are certain things, like, same as you. I know there are certain things that would make my life better, but I just don't want it bad enough. And if I had someone keeping me accountable, it would annoy the shit out of me. And I just don't want it. Because it sometimes can be annoying to get that constructive criticism. Like, this, like, you try to, like, make, not make excuses for yourself. Some of these excuses are valid. But, yeah, I don't know. I I like having someone to, like, push me a little bit because I feel like I need it. personally not everyone needs that some people just have that drive to be like okay this is what i want to do i'm gonna do it sometimes i need that kick in the ass all right so tomorrow or not tomorrow i guess but no tomorrow i'm gonna wake up and meditate tomorrow okay i'm not gonna run and you gotta tell me you did if you don't i'm gonna i'll do something no you're gonna leave for bali (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know there's gotta be a there's gotta be a consequence or or a reward right we'll think of it we'll think of it i want to come out and visit you when you go and I know we talked about people always saying, oh, hey, I'm going to visit you. But now I have no excuse not to visit you. You should. I would love to. You really should. Yeah. How long is the flight? So um, this flight that I got on Friday is the best flight I've ever had. You haven't gone on it yet. In terms of duration and uh, <laughs> layovers and number of flights. You're going to get there. There's going to be no food. There's going to be oh, a shortage of water. Don't, don't do that to me. No, but, you're uh, going to get upgraded to first class. Someone's going to cancel and then you're going to go on. That'd be beautiful. The total duration of this one is 22 hours. Oh my God. And that's good. I've had 36 before. That's a problem. I had uh, the last one when I came home. It was four flights to get from Bali to the USA. 
with like a nine hour layover, a 12 hour layover. But this one is a 12 hour flight, I think. And then a one and a half hour layover and then like a nine hour flight. So it's two flights. But the thing is, and, and a lot of people don't know this, uh, the international flights, the long ones, almost always they're really nice planes. You get a lot of room. Yep. And I can honestly say this. I've said this many times to many people. I swear to God, I would rather take a 12 or 14 hour flight on one of those planes with the movies and all that stuff, good food three times, than a five hour flight to Vegas or something like that. Really? US flights are brutal. Like a five hour flight to Vegas cramped in, like somebody right next to you, they suck. Last time I went to Vegas, I had two Irish bitches behind me. Yeah. Her foot was in my fucking window. Every she time. put it behind the seat yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was next to my face. I wanted to put her in a fucking ankle lock. I was like, what are you doing? Every time they're like that and like- Barefoot. Yeah, I, I believe it, I believe it. And they always, I don't remember the last time I took like a US flight. Well, sometimes you're on like a small plane. It's like, uh, you know, it's two seats in the row. Yeah. Usually those are for some reason less populated, but almost always when you have one of the bigger planes, they're just The, the three, three, yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. It's brutal. They're always packed. It's like they purposely pack them. But but uh, on the international ones, I almost always have a lot of room, like two seats to myself. Like I said, they feed you a few times. Unlimited alcohol. Um, they have a big catalog of movies and series and stuff. It's, it's really not bad. You're really making me want to go just so I can take the flight. Dude, it's pretty good. Unlimited alcohol, three meals, and there's just like movies and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I could watch a lot. Like that's I like to take advantage of that time because there's a lot of movies that everyone yells at me for not seeing. Sure. And I'm like, oh, oh, I can watch this. Like, Dude, they got um, they got plugs so you can charge your laptop or whatever you're using. Uh, I got a Nintendo Switch. They give you pillows and blankets. It's, it's cool. Wow. My main concern is like the total flight time. So the total flight time is 21 hours, which... Is a lot, but when you said forty-two, I was like, or thirty-six, I was like, no, 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 no. Those, those are that's rough, that's what man. the long layover it's, is. It's really rough because you're sitting in an airport terminal. Was there a more miserable place on the face of the planet than an airport terminal? <sighs> no. No, no one's happy to be there. They're all pissed uh, off. They just got rushed. They had to go through customs. Yeah. Daughter's crying. Sleeping on the floor sometimes. In those. Food sucks. Yeah. Bathrooms are disgusting. The last time I did that, um, I came back like, uh, yeah, October thirty-first. It was in the, you know, the height of the pandemic and I stopped over and I think it was China, Hong Kong. It was eerie. The airport was dead. There was nobody there. All the restaurants are closed. It was, it was, there was almost nobody there. It was weird. Yeah. That probably felt like post-apocalyptic. It did. Yeah. And I just like laid down in the middle of the floor and slept. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah. I mean, I had a few of those experiences where I went somewhere that's like normally busy, like in the beginning of the pandemic and people first started there wasn't like a stay at home order. And I was like, this is like creepy. Like mm. even driving to work. Cause I had to go into the office a few times. I work in it. Like if something goes wrong in the office, I, someone has to go, but it was just wild. Like no traffic. It felt post-apocalyptic. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. I guess it kind of was kind of. Yeah. But yeah, the long flight means that you would want to be there for, uh, I would say a minimum of two weeks. Yeah. You don't want to go and stay, spend there like two, three days. You're just not going to do that. No. It takes it takes a little while to get... I don't know. Sometimes you have jet lag, sometimes you don't. I've, I've kind of had half and half. Sometimes I, it takes me a couple of days to get used to it. Sometimes I'm okay. Yeah, I'm sure it depends on the person and the... But it's totally worth it, man. It'll blow your mind. Yeah, no, I definitely do. Especially because maybe I might move out there one day. Could. Why not, though? I think there's going to be an explosion of people doing stuff like that because there kind of was already the digital nomad explosion a couple of years back. But now more and more people, especially with the pandemic, are realizing they can do their jobs remotely, right? So now it's not even just freelancers, but it's a lot of people with jobs like yours, right? A yeah. You could probably do your job remotely if the situation allowed for it, or is, or is that wrong? No, no, no. I mean, one of the people on my team is going to start working fully remote because they're moving to New York. Yeah. So now, like, I'm kind of stuck. I have to be available to go in the office in case anything wrong happens. But... My mom and my sister are both, um, they worked in an office and now they've been working almost entirely from home. Who can't work from home? <laughs> like, it seems like most people I know could pretty much work from home. You know what the problem is? It's all the people that are in charge of making these decisions are all part of the older generation. Right. And in their head, you got to be in the office, pull up the bootstrap. I mean, yeah. you need to show yourself in the office. It's not going to be like that. I just talked to my mom about this today. It's pretty funny. Um, so she works from home nine days out of every 10 days. She goes to the office like once every two weeks, right? Yep. And I said that, I said, like, after this is over, you're going to have to go back to the office. She's like, yeah, we, we got to go back. I said, why? She said, the boss says that they don't trust us. 
I was like, what? You've been working from home the whole time. How are results? She's like, actually, productivity's risen. Yeah, it's better. So why don't they trust you? You've been doing it for a year. But they, like you said, it's just the older generation. They have this feeling like you're supposed to be there. You have it's to be just, in the office. It's just wrong. My cousin's company, they were like, after the pandemic, a couple months in, they were like, we're just going to shut this building down. You guys can work from home. Why wouldn't you? Why pay the money right. for a building yeah. and all the utilities when productivity is the same, if not better, when people are working from home? From a pure business perspective, too, right? Because it makes sense. There's a lot of reasons why, yeah, you should go see people once in a while, blah, blah, blah. But we're not even talking about that. We're just talking about can you work from home? And most people that work on computers, yeah, they can. 100%. Yeah. But here's the thing. I feel like when I'm just working from home, I'm more prone myself to fall into like a like a rut and like become depressed. Sure. You know, you're showering less. You're not taking care of yourself. Mm. You're, I just, you get stuck and used to being at home. Mm. And it, I mean, maybe it was different because like the whole pandemic thing, there was no, oh, I'm not going to go train tonight. You couldn't do that. Yeah. So what else are you going to do? So I don't know if it would be different under different circumstances where I have the options to go do things after work and actually leave the house. But me personally, like I, that, I think that's how I fell into like my rut. Well, this is kind of a whole different thing. I don't know how interesting it is, but in Bali particularly, there's tons of people that work remotely. And they have a lot of co-working spaces, uh, a lot of cafes, people will just be working. And that's kind of something I've been freelancing for four years, right? So this is kind of a balance I've tried to figure out. And I usually end up working from home half the time and then going to a cafe or something half the time and get used to stuff like that. But I'm sure doing it that way, you meet a lot of different cool people. Like I'm sure a lot of people are doing the same thing you are, where they're working remotely. They go to the cafe, you see a familiar face and they can strike up a conversation and meet somebody new. That's how I met Matt. He's one of my best friends now in Bali. Yeah. We were working at a cafe together and uh, he does video editing mostly. And uh, we started talking. Yeah, he's one of my best friends now. You can meet a lot of interesting people that way. Yeah. And you're not just stuck and forced to make these relationships in the workplace because you see these same people every day regardless. That's a good point too. Like if you're working in an office, you're forced to, those are the people that you're forced to interact with. Be friendly with them or yeah. you're going to go see HR. Whereas if you're working remotely and choosing where you go to, you could kind of build your own work family. Even if you don't work with them, you just work alongside them. Yeah, you're all working. You could choose. Yeah. yeah. And I've done that too. I've, you know, me and Matt had done that. Me and a few other people from Bali. Like, let's go work together. We're not even working on the same thing, but we're just next to each other. Talk once in a while. Same thing as you're at an office. Just yeah, I was going to say, what's the difference between that and working at an office where everyone's on different teams? I don't know what the fuck these people are doing over there. I just fix their computer if it breaks. Yeah. We don't need to interact unless they something breaks for them. Or So what's the difference? None. Zero difference at all. Except, except now, instead of talking to fucking Susan, you're talking to who you want to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> Karen or yeah. Susan. Yeah, or... let's just take the most stereotypical names. <laughs> yeah. That was what my old company was like, more corporate. And it was a bigger company. So I worked with like a lot of older Somebody's ladies. Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Yeah, ho, ho, ho. You hear what happened last week at the bowling league? Are you working hard or hardly working? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Dude, my line, how you doing? I go, living the dream. Oh, no. Do you really do that? I can't help it. Oh, it's literally a reflex. I hate you. I hate it too. I don't oh, want to say it. You're that guy. But I don't here I don't talk to many people. Living the dream, yeah. dude. One day at a time, am I right, man? Oh no, <laughs> you're not right. <laughs> no, but I don't know what else to say. Just don't talk. Just shoot yourself in the head instead. <laughs> yeah, just fucking end it. What are you doing? Because I feel like a lot of the relationships you build in like a workplace, they're they're surface level relationships. Man, it's been a long time since I worked in an office, but now I'm having all these like flashbacks. They were I all. I used to hate it. The small talk sucks. You no one, oh. no one actually wants to talk to you. Dude. Like, and to be fair, in the company I'm in now, it's a smaller company. Everyone's like a lot closer. Yeah. Uh, it's a younger group of people there, and like everyone is super cool. Yeah. So like those are people I'm always like, oh hey, how's your weekend? Like we'll share stories. They like, can bullshit, chop it up, awesome. But when I was in that big office. There was so many people. I like there was two people maybe that I talked to like on a regular basis, and only one of them I still talk to today. It's all surface level relationships that aren't really going to go anywhere unless you're one of those people that only hangs out with people you work with. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people like that too when you get older. Sure, and that scares the shit out of me too. And it depends what type of person you are. There's there's a lot of people that love that type of thing, right? Yeah, oh, going out with the girls from work. Yeah, but uh, I'm 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 a I'm a grumpy old man, and I've been that way since I was. A kid. <laughs> I think I'm the same way. It's just yeah. like, I, I like the people that I like. But even, um, I remember being at MetLife. I was in the office. And even, you know, the, the small talk I would hate. But I, w I would also hate just hearing people. 
Cause it's like there's a couple old women that always talked and they had those like Rhode Island accents. How was your weekend? Oh, we went to Beaver Tail. I remember I would, uh, because they would always talk about going to Beaver Tail. Yeah. And I would just repeat that in my head, like just hating a Beaver Tail. (laughs) And you can feel your blood boiling. Oh, you're just sitting there like trying to listen to my music or something, just hearing, oh, we went to Beaver Tail. You got to go to Beaver Tail. It's beautiful at Beaver Tail. Yeah, we know. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, Karen. (laughs) Yeah, that was her name. Yes. Karen loves Beaver Tail. Um, and you know what the thing is too when you hang out with people from work all they fucking talk about is work separate work and your leisure life yeah but sometimes that's all you have to talk about I know and how sad is that if I'm not at work I'm not talking about work even like oh hey how was your day at work Mm. yeah it was good it was work anything cool happened nah I just worked let's talk about something else something interesting because that's not interesting at all you don't want to talk about your TPS reports? No. Do not want to talk about that. <sighs> Let's just talk about cool shit. What did you watch? You're like, what are you watching? Like, what are you doing other than working? Yeah. Interesting stuff. Because it just bothers me. Yeah, and that is a depressing idea. Just surface level friendships are the worst. There's yeah. nothing to talk about. You share nothing in common other than your place of employment. And then you're if you're with that person, like, maybe I'm just expounding on something I've been through. Maybe it's not even a common experience, but... You're with like a work friend. You don't have anything to talk about. So that's why you pull out the work stuff. That's right? exactly you it. You got nothing else to say. What else can we relate to? Yeah. You, you kind of have that moment where you're both like kind of quiet. Like, well, remember what Karen said today? Yeah, yeah, that was great. And then you start talking. But neither of you even really cares yeah. about it. You're just filling the silence. Yeah. Can you believe what kind of mood this guy was in? Yeah. 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 You don't. No one wants to talk about that. I have a question for you. Mm. So do you believe in someone like have you ever been attracted to a girl at work but she was like work hot you know what you know what oh yeah oh yeah okay yeah i'm glad i'm not the only one no 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 not at all it's just you get that familiarity with them Dude, and... i actually called this something so i used to work at um the christmas tree shop yeah and i used to call this the cts effect the christmas tree shop effect where like there was a girl that i thought was super hot but she was not hot no she was just like kind of hot compared to everybody else at work yeah and, like she was super hot to me <laughs> like, yeah yeah there was this older chick at work that i was like not into it was just like oh she's kind of hot yeah but you know now that i don't work with her i'm like not really hot yeah because you're just there eight or nine hours a day or whatever and you see them all the time right you just get, you have a vibe, like you talk, you joke around a little bit at work, pass the time. Build up a familiarity, start wondering what it might be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like outside of work hours. Yeah, then you see her outside of work and you're like, that's a lot. Uh, uh, uh. You know what? No thanks. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how like the majority of relationships or, or a huge percentage, of it's, it's all work. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because that's where people see other people. Yeah, because honestly, where do you spend most of your time? In the office. It's forced relationships, too. If you see someone you might be attracted to out at the grocery store or something, it takes a real effort to make something happen. Yeah. But if you're at work with them and you're forced to talk to each other, then boom, a relationship You send one flirty message over the whatever messenger you guys use. You're both lonely. Maybe you both don't do much outside of work. You both have something to talk about. You both know Karen. Yeah. So there, boom. There you the, you, yeah, you have something to talk about right off the bat. The whole work relationship thing scares me, though. Mm-hmm. Big time. I just feel like it's it can turn into something super messy. How many girls have you banged that you met at work? Well, when I was working in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of them I married. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> one of them was... Uh, Mistake. I don't know. If, no, I think those are the only two that I worked with, and that was when I was working in a restaurant. There were plenty of others I wanted to. Yeah, actually, I might only have one. But that's that's different, though. Like, restaurant mm. blow-up versus a corporate blow-up. I have a lot more money on the line now. Oh, I see what you mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. if there was consequences, if something, it wouldn't be that big in a restaurant. You just go get another job at a different restaurant. I'll just go down the street and get right. another. Yeah. But with this, it's like, yeesh. Yeah, now you lost a reference. And yeah, and my blah, blah, blah. can I even put this on my resume now? 401k. And, yeah. yeah, so that that's just the scary part of it. I don't know if I can do it in the corporate world. Sorry to always harp on this whole free will thing, but it just reminded me of that again. It's like we can harp on that all we want. People believe in like soulmates and stuff, right? It's like that's bullshit. You, you met your soulmate at work. Think about how that works. The only reason you're with them is because you both happen to apply for the same place that you probably it's not your dream job. It's probably just the first person that gave you an interview. Yeah. And now it's just a person you met. And that's your soulmate? How many people have you even met? Hold on. Hold on. 
So your soulmate, right? You don't have free will. You're not making your choices. You are meant to meet this person. Right. There so, you go. So is that actually a soulmate thing? That implies no free will. Yeah. That you. Wow. Yeah. I was saying there's no such thing as soulmates and it's bullshit, but guess what? <laughs> there is. Yeah. <laughs> I think um I think I was listening to Christina Pajitsky. Do you know her, the comedian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, Tom Segura's wife. I think I, I, it was her that I was listening to on the on the radio series. It was a stand-up sketch and. She, 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 I forget the joke. It's not funny when I'm saying it. She said, like, how many people believe in soulmates, but everybody happens to meet their soulmates in high school. Yeah. Right? Isn't that the case? Like, yeah. High school sweethearts, soulmates. Like, you've only met, like, 30 people. Yeah. You think that's your soulmate? Yeah, no, exactly. There's only one person for you in the entire world, and they just happen to be at the same high school in the same year. Out of here. It really does depend the way you look at it, though, because the way I, I just described it there, where it's like, if you don't have free will, is that actually your soulmate? Because you guys aren't making... You guys, you don't have the free will to make choice. Mm. But I don't know. I'm too dumb to dissect that. Well, I guess uh, you could say you could say it was fate. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. You absolutely could. The whole soulmate thing, though, I think falls apart pretty easily as soon as you meet someone else new and then you go, oh, well, I love them too. Then the whole soulmate thing is dead because... Oh, yeah, that's true. If we take it a step further, I don't because, you know, I don't think human beings in general are meant to be monogamous. Right. But there's a lot of people that say... I, I'm, there's one girl I think was on the podcast that Matt was doing, and she just said the most retarded stuff over and over. And one of the things bleep that said, out, Jake. Bleep that out. <laughs> Come on, it bleep was, that out. It was bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was about the soulmate thing, and he was like, "Well, yeah, but you thought you were in love with that last guy," and she was like, "Well, yeah, but it wasn't meant to be. I was, he was just the guy that I was on the." So she just believed blindly that every guy she met and wasn't with was a step on the way to the next guy and it was always meant to be and I don't know I guess it kind of works but it's just it's I'm not just, gonna say the word you used it's but bleep it out <laughs> come on it was <laughs> it's mentally challenged <laughs> yeah okay I can say that I don't know if that's correct now either though <laughs> I don't know what is right and what is wrong anymore yeah but let's just say that that woman did not make smart decisions. Obviously, I don't mean any offense to anyone. No, I know, except I know. Her. Except her. And she's yeah. not. <laughs> but she is. <laughs> but she is. She is. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, the whole, like, oh, it wasn't meant to be. It's like, that's such a cop-out. You oh, fucked yeah. up around, down the line somewhere. It just didn't work. It's not that it wasn't meant to be. It's just that you're both assholes. I think one step further, too. I think she was, like, cheating on him, too. It was meant to be. Yeah. And she's like, well, it wasn't meant to be. So that's why I cheated on it. I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow. That's someone who lacks accountability. Yeah. Like hardcore. Oh my God. That stuff is so fucking cringe to me. Ugh. And the whole, I don't even want to get into that actually. Um, <laughs> do you want to wrap there? I kind of want to hear what you're just thinking. No, because I don't even know if it's related with like the zodiac signs and people I like. I kind of knew you were gonna say that. Real? Okay, so it is related. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like people blaming their traits on that. Yeah. Right? Oh, Leo. <laughs> right. Right. Shut the fuck up. I was just having this idea about the same thing. It's funny how. Um, all right, we're we're just bashing girls again, right? Let's let's be honest. Go ahead. Girls are just vapid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's such a rude descriptive word. <laughs> it's just you have pointed description. So. <sighs> Half of, okay, we're talking about a small subset of people, like right? There's a lot of smart girls. And half the time they're posting these things, you're like, I'm so unique, right? And then the other half of the time they're posting, well, I'm a Leo, so I'm like this. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. Right? They're saying they're either like, oh, every, every person is special and one of a kind and blah, blah, blah. But every Sagittarius is like this. Yeah, so that means you're not special. Absolutely. I mean, I'm glad you said this because one thing I said I wanted to bring up was you're not special. You're just somebody. Yeah, because you're Sagittarius. Yeah. <laughs> you're all the same. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to add? We can keep going. I don't know. I just, is, is there more to that whole thing? It's like the whole accountability thing, right? It's yeah. like, there's so many specific ones. Like, I've seen, um, okay, right? It's like, let's say it's Virgo, right? Yeah. I didn't even know my sign. Kevin asked me what my sign was the other day so he could fix my dating profile, and I went, don't know. What's your birthday? July 28th. It's Leo, I'm pretty sure. Oh, <laughs> no wonder you're leaving me. All right, yeah, so, yeah, yeah let's say it's Leo, right? It, 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 I'm talking about one of these word porn things, right? These posts on Instagram? Yup. And it'll be like Leo, just Leo things, right? Oh, my God, dude. When I see those, <laughs> I want to respond and say, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. You're so stupid. Right? Fuck you. And it'll be like... Getting aggressive, sorry. No, I love it. It'll be like, sometimes I don't answer my phone for days at a time. 
And it's like meant to be this like I'm cute and special. It's like I'm like no, you're just an asshole. Yeah, and <laughs> guarantee you answer your phone depending on who's calling. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You're just trying to look fucking cool. Ugh. This ties back to what we were talking about in the Ugh. beginning. Is there anything worse? No, there's literally nothing worse. The, those pictures where it's like I see the memes all the time with Sagittarius, and it's yeah. doing this, doing that, and kill yourself. Dude, this is pretty, <laughs> don't this kill is, yourself. This is pretty petty, but um. Fuck it. I love Petty. So Love Petty. So a certain girl I was with, she used to post a lot of those things, right? And they would be very specific to where, to like, she would post them on her story, right? And it would be something like, if he doesn't appreciate you, then he's not the one or whatever. And it was clearly about me because we were having a fight or whatever, right? Yeah. And I just like, oh my God, I want to do that back to her, right? So this is building up over months. She would do this. Anytime we fought or something, she would post something like that. And I would See, be like, that is so fucking unhealthy. Awful, dude. It is so unhealthy. I can't believe I put up with that for that long. Anyway. Well, dude, well, you fall into the whole changes uncomfortable thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm comfortable with her. I don't really want to be alone. I loved her, dude. Yeah. And uh, so, so over these months, I'm like, oh my God, I want to do that back to her. One night I just unloaded, I did it back to her. I posted like 20 of them on my story. I just like looked up. I like, I like <laughs> forget what I Googled, but I Googled like toxic girlfriend or something like that. And I just posted like 20 of them. <laughs> that is, did she get mad? Oh yeah, of course she did. But on the other hand, <laughs> I'm just going to do that all the time. Oh, that's so petty. Oh, okay, I hate that the social- is a certain behavior. Don't do that. If you put if you're a person that like posts song lyrics or something and it's about somebody and you know they're going to see that and you're posting it because that you want them to see it, you're an asshole. You're a coward and you're an asshole. Just have an honest conversation. I did that when I was in like high school. Me too. Okay. Oh, uh, that's why I was yeah. smirking ear to ear. I used to do that all the time. No, yeah. You would have like AOL Instant Messenger and your away message. A brand new lyric or something. Right. And it was specifically about this girl. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did that too. But, but it worked a few times. I did it mostly in this one relationship I was in. And I was always into like super emo music. So like it worked out perfectly. I always had something to put up there. And I would put it up and then she would answer and she'd say something. And it's like, I got the conversation started. Yeah. So it fucking works if you're 12. Uh, Yeah. You can't post stuff like that as a 30 year old man. I'm sorry. Well, I guess it just, it just shows a certain level of maturity and a certain level of communication skills. It's not something that I approve of. If you do it, then whatever. But it just shows that you're a certain level of maturity. I think we both agree on that, right? 100%. Because I did it when I was 13 or something like that. Yeah, and then I grew up. Yeah, and I've probably done it more recently than that. But but anytime I did it, you I did was out of, proud of it. You did it out of spite right? recently. Yeah, that's, no, no, that was a clear like... <laughs> yeah, that's something I would do too. Like, okay, yeah, we and can I do this. I told her I was doing it too. I'm like, hey... <laughs> yeah, how does this feel? Yeah, fuck you. Well, you're rubbing her nose in it, dude. Yeah. You're saying, look what you do to me. Every time we get in a fight. Yeah. That is so unhealthy. If you're in a relationship with someone Mm. at the age we're at, how old were you when you guys dated? I was 32. And she was, uh, she was like 14. Oh my (laughs) God. She was 21 or 22. (laughs) Gets wild in Thailand. Jake. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Jake. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't have to get that specific. You could have just said late 20s. No, No, I'm just. She's, yeah, she's younger. Still. It is what it is. If you're in a serious relationship with someone, were you guys saying I love you to each other? Yeah. If you love someone, you should know them well enough to have a conversation to talk out your problems rather than try to get a rise out of them. Because mm. you, what you're doing there is not solving the problem. No. It's adding fuel to the problem. And you know what the most egregious part of it too is the, um, it's a lack of accountability because I would call her on it. Mm-hmm. She goes, that's not about you. Oh, fuck you. It's about me. Okay, then at the same time, why are you posting about your ex-boyfriend while we're in a fight? So it sounds like you have a little bit of experience with that one too, right? <laughs> I'm just not a fucking moron. That's, I mean, yeah, yeah, not about you. Actually, no, I do. In the same relationship that I was doing it in yeah. back when I was younger, same girl would do the same thing. Yeah, dude. So the more I'm getting older and learning stuff, it's like there are some red flags that like I used to ignore, but I'm not gonna anymore. And yeah. that is, I learned my lesson. I am not going to ignore that. A girl that does that type of thing, the thing that we we're just talking about, yeah. no fucking way. The first no. side of that, no way. The maturity level is not there. Yeah. And that's something they do, man. They post about their ex-boyfriend or whatever. And it's just, you know what they're doing. And this is what we both been through too, by the way. Yeah. You convince yourself you're the crazy one, right? She did it. She did it. Like she, maybe she posted about her ex-boyfriend and you called her on it. She says, no, I didn't. And then you go, oh yeah, maybe I'm just insecure. No, nah, dude. That's nah. literally been every relationship I've ever yeah. been in where I'm just like, what the hell is that about? And you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe she's telling the truth. But still, the fact that you had that feeling. 
yeah. means that it's over because you, there's just like no trust there. Whether it's her fault or your fault, there's no trust and that's got to be the end of it. It just has to be. That's got to be the end of it. Yeah, and I just feel like not even with the trust thing, it's that the maturity level there. Like that's not the kind of relationship I'm looking for. I want to be able to talk out my problems, mm. right? And I think we've talked about this before. Like I had an ex that anytime we fought, right to her parents and all of her friends. Mm. Tells them her side of the story. I don't talk to them at all. And now they have her side of the story painted in their minds. Yep. Without me being able to say, hey, that's not how it happened. This is actually what's going on. They call that the smear campaign. Yeah. And I've been, I've fallen victim to a lot of smear campaigns. I could uh, probably sue for defamation of character at this fucking point. I bet. Yeah, probably. Not actually, but it's one of those things where it's don't do that. Because now you're painting a picture in everyone else's head that makes me look like a douchebag when you're not even telling the full story yeah, or even my side of the story. And we talked about this actually when we first started like talking because I I had the opposite. um, I'm the opposite. And I I like to talk about my problems to my friends and family too, right? So I would do the same kind of thing, but I wasn't doing it as like a smear campaign. I would like legitimately ask for advice. And this is actually a problem I would face all the time. If you do go to your family and friends with a problem like that, their instinct is to kind of take whatever energy you're giving them and mirror it. So if you say, oh, I'm having a problem with her, they're just going to go, oh, wow, that sucks, right? They're going to take your side. I actually hate that when people just take your side. I would always try to give the most objective possible situation. I would say, she did this, but I did this. Do you think it was because I did this? No, and it's so important to do that because first of all, if I'm talking to someone about a problem I'm having in my relationship, I did say I didn't like to do it, but I would do it from time to time. But if I'm having a problem, I'll try, I'll tell both sides of the story, try to get an outside perspective and understand why my significant other is feeling that way or thinking that way rather than he's doing this he's being a jerk well i probably should say she if i'm talking about myself here just be honest man if you were having some sort of relationship no 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 i was talking from the perspective (laughs) of my ex um but you know what i mean i don't think that's a healthy way to vent there's a healthy way to vent to people and there's a way that's just detrimental to everybody involved yeah again it's like the, the the thing we started talking about with social media it's like an intention thing is your intention to try to solve the problem, which it sounds like that's that was your intention. Yeah. And it sounds, and again, we don't have her side. This is kind of the same. It's kind of a microcosm of the whole thing. We don't have her side of the story right now, but it sounds like her, her intention was to make you look like an asshole. Yeah. And I'm not talking about any specific ex. To, no, to be clear. No, yeah, to be clear. No, no, no. Because this has happened in a lot of relationships yeah, that I've been in. Right. But I feel like if you are going to vent to somebody, don't do it for them to be yes men and take your side. Do it to actually get some genuine advice. Yeah. Because I feel like most people, when they go into vent and talk about their problems in a relationship, they're looking to be validated. Mm-hmm. You Don't be afraid to be wrong. I was actually having kind of a reverse of the um, smear campaign thing where I didn't want to dump her so bad, dude. Yeah. And all my friends and family, I would, I would try to paint her in the best light possible. But they would always say, what are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I would want them to say, no, no, it's so, you know. You, yeah, you're defensive. Yeah, but the writing was on the wall. But sometimes, you know, the writing's in a different language. You can't see it and then you just, you're stuck. Oh, I was stuck. All right. Yeah. I mean, we've all been in relationships like that where it's just like, I don't want to leave, but I probably should. Yeah. Like soon, but you just don't. It takes a while sometimes. It does. It does. But as long as you get to that point where you realize this is not right, this has to end and I need to move forward and not go back to it just because I get lonely. Personally, uh, a lesson that sometimes you kind of know things, but you have to learn it, even though you already know. So, so for example, like that whole situation I'm talking about, I was in a relationship and I would have these problems and I would tell my friends and they would kind of tell me what I already knew. Like, dude, she's not good for you. Yeah. Right? But I wanted to ignore it so bad. So I kind of knew, right? The point I'm making is my friends and family, they are good sources of information. They have my best interest at heart. They're objective, blah, blah, blah. And they were telling me the truth. Like, she's not good for you. This is not going to work. But I was ignoring it, right? Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is I've learned that in the future, if I have that same type of thing and I tell like these same people, I got to really take their advice. You got to take the advice of people you trust. I, I really did trust them and I knew they were right, but I just couldn't take it until it was finally time and... Here's a big thing. If you trust them so much, 
and you're not going to take their advice unless they give you the advice you want to hear. Why are you asking for the advice in the first place? And there was even a period at the, at the end where I had had the same type of conversations with them so many times. I got embarrassed and I didn't even tell them. Like, I was like, oh, I can't. I can't tell them about this one. Because we've already talked about this yeah, issue. Exactly. It, it yeah. becomes like, um, like let's say you're addicted to drugs or whatever. You're getting help from your friends and family, and you've fallen off the wagon so many times. Like you don't, you're ashamed. Yeah. It's the same thing. You don't want to fail again. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it looks like. It looks like failure. It, it was a yeah. failed relationship, especially a long one. Mm. Take it from me. Looks like a failure. <laughs> you know. You just leaned in yeah. so eager. Take it from me. <laughs> you even curved your elbow. Yeah. No, because <laughs> that's what I've been doing a lot. Like I was <laughs> at a family get together the other day. Yeah. And um, there was like a, I think he's in middle school, maybe even elementary school. And the dad was like, hey, don't go messing with those girls that break your heart. Like, you know, mm-hmm. typical dad stuff. And I went, take it from me, kid. And I got a <laughs> kick out of everyone. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, you got to be able to poke fun at it. Sure, yeah. It's made for great content. <sighs> yeah, they do, ultimately. I mean, imagine how much shorter these episodes would be. We were ready to wrap. 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Look at us now. Yeah. Just because of a couple girls that broke our hearts. We should do like a whole episode where we just go through past relationships and talk about our problems. Oh, I feel like that would be pretty juicy. I think it would. I'm just trying to get juicy. Maybe for the exclusive uh, Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did launch a Patreon, but I didn't really um, promote it or anything. I don't know. Maybe I'll scrap the idea. I don't know, we have it if we want to use it in the future. Well, if we, if we gave some real juicy details, some shocking, controversial content. Never before heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe even some... Some videos and pictures. No, no, no. I wouldn't do that. I mean, I have stuff like that. But I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think. I'm not sure which amount, which amount of money could convince me to do something like that. But I guess it would have to be a little bit. Someone would have to test the waters at least. Yeah, you have to make an offer to find out. I would not do that. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. No, I don't think so either. But maybe it's possible. Yeah, I mean, I could. <laughs> I definitely could. Okay, maybe we should actually wrap there. Okay. I think we have some good ideas for the next episode. Yep. Even though it may be over Zoom. It will be over Zoom. Maybe not, actually, because you said maybe Thursday. Okay. Uh, I mean it. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do this Thursday. Yeah. We were supposed to have a guest tonight, but she sucks at responding. So. Hey, do you think she's going to listen to this? No, absolutely fucking not. Oh. Especially an hour and 15 if I led with it. Jake, right. put this in the fucking intro, okay? <laughs> I'm using this as promo. We were supposed to have a guest tonight. Not here. Ah, you see, I already found the intro clip for this episode, and I'm not going to redo that, so no. Probably because she's a Sagittarius. That's a wrap. This is life being bound to love.